0: Hello everyone and welcome to the Safer Social Media Show. On the show, we talk about how we as individuals can gain the ability to take a more critical look at what we see online and become more selective about how we use that information and how that leads to freedom of disinformation. Today, our Twitter chats and our conversation um, on LinkedIn, on YouTube, on Facebook, and of course, Twitter and Periscope is, how do we counter hate speech on social media? And that is our conversation. Don't go away. We'll be right back in just a moment. hello again everyone and welcome to the show in case you haven't met us before i am Bridgetti Lembander i am a global goodwill ambassador and a live streaming advocate i started my career as a live streamer um, hosting shows about the cape town water crisis and so i produce and host online shows such as this very one and i lead conversations with entrepreneurs thought leaders and authors and my co-host is Alison Diamond Alison is a sociologist and a social media enthusiast concerned about disinformation and malicious information uh, behavior. And she likes to focus on practical user-based solutions. Alison, welcome to the broadcast. Thank you. And so we're talking about hate speech on social media. Would you like to just introduce the conversation?
1: Yeah, um, we just have posted our interview with Karen Kay, who I've been talking about all week because she is the UK head of the I Am Here grassroots social movement, uh, which combats hatred online and does it in a very beautiful way. And I hope that when you watch the interview, you will be inspired to join um, this efforts. Um, I really love I Am Here, I joined the movement myself. And, um, I mean, it, it's just, there's a special feeling, um, as I said earlier in our, um, other video, uh, you know, just watching, uh, a hateful space transform into a civil conversation that's full of tolerance and, uh, real information, not fake disinformation, um, and propaganda and all that. So, um, I really love it. And it's, uh, it's an open-minded conversation. There's people uh, in the I Am Here movement of all stripes, um, different political um, you know, directions and perspectives. But uh, the idea is that if they can have a, a civil conversation and role model it for people in these channels where hate has been prevalent, then maybe we can uh, influence others to do the same. Um, so I'm going to post the first question. And these questions, um, you don't have to have already watched um, the video. I think maybe one of them has a, is a question that's directly related. But they're all um, stemming from that conversation about hate speech. And so the first question I'm going to post here um, asks what your definition of hate speech is. And you guys know that every week Twitter or something does something funny. So if you don't see it right away, um, at least you know the question. And uh, so I'm going to try posting. post again. But I'm going to ask you, Brigetti, what is your definition of hate speech?
0: Um, I would say for me, hate speech is anything that attacks a person's, in their personal capacity, or attacks their belief system, um, anything that belittles the person or is demeaning or that Intentionally embarrasses someone.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. I see it as uh, purposely divisive. Um, it seeks to harm um, through humiliation, like you said, belittling, and it um, aims to convince other people to feel the same way and to kind of pile on and, um, you know, just bash. Uh, sometimes it's just done for sport. And other times, it's done because people really um, cannot tolerate what they're seeing. So um, you know, that's something that I'm sure we've all seen, if we've not been uh, the victims of it ourselves. I'm sure you've seen it. Um, we've got more and more cyberbullying, and harassment, and and hate speech being uh, discussed in the regular news media. So it's kind of hard to escape that concern. Um, so that's yeah. my definition of hate speech too. Go ahead.
0: Yeah I like the component that you mentioned um it's it's not just about the the person spewing um or a- attempting to tarnish someone else's reputation or belittle them but they also they do it in such a manner that they want to you know influence other people to do the same
1: mm-hmm.
0: so it's yeah. it's it's intentionally antagonistic
1: um, one of the things that I am here accomplishes by, uh, I guess, overwhelming the section with these uh, civil, friendly, uh, and open-minded um, posts is that uh, it kind of uh, overshadows the um, the hatred. So uh, I that's that's the thing about um, what Karen calls hate storms. You know, if you can inject some peacefulness in there and, um, and overshadow all that hatred so that when people come onto the channel, they're not exposed to that. Um, to me, that's, that's some of the best grassroots activism you could do online. You know, it doesn't involve um, violence. It doesn't involve uh, pitting yourself against somebody else. It's just about um, having a, a civil open-minded discussion where we can all learn something instead of just throw rocks at one another.
0: I know and, and I, I like the approach is that they diffuse the situation with um with facts. Because I mean if you if if somebody posts an untruth or disinformation or whatever it is and you can counteract that with pure facts, um be factual without being emotional. Mm-hmm. And I think that to me is always the key issue when it comes to dealing with um, these kind of situations is to try and remove the emotion from I know it can be trying sometimes, but to the extent that you can, remove the emotion and just be factual.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's a good tip. Uh, And in fact, um, when you're confronted with hate speech, um, it is hard to not respond in kind. Uh, And that's, you know, if you were to join I Am Here, I think that's a skill you, you will learn to build, you know, because it's role modeled all around you. I mean, just joining that group, I think, changes your mindset um, about how to deal with hatred. You don't have to become hateful yourself. And it's so easy to get sucked into that. So if there's any lesson to be learned, um, you know, whether you're witnessing what they do or you're a part of it, is that uh, you have control over your behavior. You don't have to do that knee jerk, right back at you um, kind of angry response, which is of course what they want, right? They, they want a, a hate storm. And you don't have to. You don't
0: have to be a part of that. Oh, I absolutely agree with you. You know, um, I one of my favorite things is, is is always the fact that we cannot control how other people treat us mm-hmm. um, or what they say to us, but we can control how we respond to it. Exactly. And very often, um, a a response can literally turn the course of the ship. So, mm-hmm. um, I think, you know, just, and I, and I like, I mean, personally, I like doing that. Um, oftentimes it's just, instead of having a knee jerk response, um, take a step back for a moment, take a breath. Yeah.
1: Um,
0: and, and, and then decide on a course of action because oftentimes it can be a lot more harmful mm-hmm. if we do a, or have a knee jerk reaction. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So um, I wish my, uh, my post would, would go up there, but it'll be up there eventually <laughs> yeah. the way it works.
0: <laughs> but do you want to go on to question number two? Yes, I think so. Let's move on to question number two. So question number two, I've got it on the screen there, is why do you think comment sections um, and Facebook groups, so it's not just about Facebook. It's comment sections across all social media platforms. Why does it seem to attract so much hate speech?
1: Yeah. What do you think?
0: Um, I think one of the main reasons why it possibly does that is because people have the ability to join social media platforms um, Particularly on Twitter, I would say, um, and on Facebook, um, people have the ability to join under a pseudonym. And people have the perceived or have a some kind of a perceived anonymity, not realizing that if you're on the Internet, however that is, um, you are identifiable. You can be found. You, You know, true. people can... Somehow people just don't get that. I don't know if it's, you know, we need to do a whole lot more of, more education around it so people can understand. I mean, if you've got a, uh, a bank account, whatever it is you do in life these days, you will have an online profile um you know I always I always have a chuckle to myself when people say well I don't have a Facebook account the fact that you don't have a Facebook account doesn't mean you are not online if you've got a Twitter account or whatever it is you have an online presence is the the word
1: (laughs) but um I think because a lot of it is in the heat of the moment we're not thinking about that I mean there's there's times where, where I have posted something and of course, my name is attached to it. And after I post it, I, I think, wow, I might've been a little harsh there, you know? And my name is on there, I'm I'm not hiding behind a name. And, uh, and I still, you know, have those moments where I might say something a little too quickly. So, uh, you know, hiding behind a mask might make it easier to not apologize or anything, but I think when your name's on there, um, you might be uh, a little more hesitant to be just outright nasty, not saying it works for everyone. But I know for me, um, not hiding behind a name like I used to. I used to hide behind a nickname. I didn't want to put myself out there. And now I do. I use my, my name, uh, I added it to Twitter so you can see what my name is. And, um, and I speak for myself. I'm not hiding and I'm not saying anything I'm going to be ashamed of. And I will apologize if I need to. Uh, those are all important things, just owning what we do.
0: I think that's an important point that you make, um, you know, owning our social presence and learning to be responsible for what we say and do um, across all social media platforms, wherever that may be.
1: That's true. I'm, um, I'm about to print, or print, I'm about to post um, question number one, and I hope that Uh, Even if people aren't, um, some of you aren't going to watch this until later, um, but that's fine. Um, You know, the the answers are valid as long as Twitter exists and they keep our posts up. Um, We will be happy to um, see the answers. And we talk a lot about hate speech and bullying and protection and um, legislation, all these related topics. And so your answers um, are valid for a lot of different topics, so please don't hesitate don't think that the topic is out of date and that your words don't mean anything because they do.
0: Well, that's an, that's an interesting thing that you mentioned there. You know, hate speech and online bullying, misinformation has been around for the longest time um, on social media. And my guess is that it's not going to go away anytime soon. I mean, we're hoping to influence the direction. We're, we're hoping to influence... Um, change. We're hoping Mm -hmm. to inject positivity into social media by creating awareness through conversations um, such as these. And I think, you know, if we create an awareness, I'm hoping that people may become more aware um, of when they see negative posts on, on social media to follow suit of the I am here movement By trying to change the direction of the conversation, definitely,
1: Um, we all can do that.
0: And I, you know, I I would the one thing I would like to see uh, a lot more as well is in line with the I am here movement, is that when you see someone being um, attacked on social media, however form that may take, is you know we don't know people's mindsets, we don't know people's situation, you know, it it could be someone that's being attacked on social media that doesn't have the mental capacity at that moment to react in a positive manner, we never know, but if we observe something, could we take it upon ourselves to try and diffuse the situation, um, or inject some positivity And, um, you know, if you if if you must, I know that with with LinkedIn, and with Twitter and with Facebook, one can report it to the platforms, um, you know, and and you can make a comment and, and basically force that person out of the conversation, because they're disrupting the flow of the conversation. Um, yeah. So it's it's one way in which the an audience can uh, play a vital role when there is a online conversation such as what we're having now. Is if there's a disruptive mm-hmm. person, um, then help the person that is um, presenting or talking by managing these trolls um, or online bullies that appear.
1: Right. Um, I pose two. Um, do you want to say anything else about question two?
0: Um, no, I think we've covered it. In fact, we've pretty much covered up to question three already, I think.
1: Um. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, question three is, um, what are your thoughts about I Am Here's method of countering hate speech in the media. So we should talk a little bit about that for those who have missed the video or haven't seen it yet. Um, Do you want me to describe it? I know people um, should know we're like 9,000, 10,000 miles away from each other. So between us, there's a lag. So once in a while, we might talk over each other. There might be a little gap, but um, that's technology for you.
0: Well, I've I've shared my thoughts. So what's, what are your thoughts on that?
1: Okay. So, um, so for question number three, I'm just making sure that it posts here. Can you, can you see these, by the way? Um, I will have a look. I could, I could see one and two. There just looks to be a little bit of a delay. Oh, I think it just came up. Um, so I am here's method is um, what they do is there's a call to action basically. And they are, um, they, they look at posts like uh, maybe the comment post of a newspaper. And this can be anywhere around the world because they have global chapters. There's a US, I am here. There's a general, I am here that's hosted by different people. It looks like maybe different volunteers every day and it's all volunteer based. Um, and so there'll be a call to action. Everyone will get that call. And if it's something that um, is too sensitive for you or you don't feel comfortable, you don't have to join that call. Uh, but if it's something that you do know something about, um, say it's about uh, transgender um, hatred, maybe somebody uh, was in the news and, um, you know, about, uh, I think one article um, was about a, a young man who was gay and he dressed um, the way he wanted to and had a wig on and um, he's a model. And the article talked about how he uh, kind of overcame, um, you know, fear and all of that, and actually uh, went to the prom. And uh, he was the star of the show, basically. Um, and a lot of hatred was spewed in the comments about him being unnatural, and you know, the same stuff we usually hear. And uh, and so what I am here um, did was, they went in there and actually educated people about. Um, transgender issues or um, being gay. Maybe he, I think in this case, because um, there's been so many articles, but in this one, yes, yeah, he was a young gay man. I think he was in his teens and he was a successful model. And uh, and so people made all kinds of disparaging remarks and um, all the kind and intelligent and thoughtful things that were said by um, people coming in from I am here Um, really overwhelmed those negative comments. And it almost brought a tear to my eye because I know that other people, other gay people, LGBTQ um, people would be looking at this and who wants the first and main thing for them to see, all these young people um, to see all this hate. So um, I just love what I Am Here does. I I can't even describe it, Um, but that's what they do. And so I would love to know um, what you guys think. Because not everybody feels like they can be gentle. They're they're done with it. Um, they have no tolerance, and then they you know spew it right back to the haters. And if that's your method, um, tell us why you think that works or does it work? Are you sorry that you do that after you've done it, or do you think um, uh, an approach like I am here might work better? Um, I'd be interested in hearing those thoughts.
0: Uh, that's true. You know, everyone has got a different approach, and um... And, I, and a forum like this you know just gives people an opportunity to share what they think so it'd be great if people could sh- let us know what they think you know um are you do you take the do you like the gentle approach of i'm here or do you take a hard line um and try and knock the wind out of their sails so to speak right. <laughs> if if you if you came across um, hate speech either whether it's Named it yourself, or just someone else in general that you don't particularly know. Um, I think we've pretty much covered covered that. Shall we move on to question four?
1: Sure. Um, question four is posting right now. Um, let's see. I posted it before I read it. <laughs> so, um, do, you, do you want to read it, and I'll yes.
0: Sure, so question four is what types of people have you seen targeted online the most with hate, ridicule, and intolerance? Um, You know, I don't know for me personally, I see it people from all walks of life, you know, you too rich, you too poor, you too black, you too white, you too in between colors, um, you know, you yeah. too rich, you too poor. There doesn't seem to be any particular, um, I don't know, description of people that are exempted from um, um, yeah. Yeah. from online hate or intolerance. Now, I know, for example, on LinkedIn, um, of all places, you know, some people, we discussed this as well with, with Karen, Um, you know LinkedIn for example is a professional network and you would imagine that people would behave in a more professional manner Yeah. Um, but it doesn't happen you know people I don't know if it's uh, possibly professional jealousy is what I would maybe put it down to um, mm-hmm. But I've heard so many reports of people, and I've, I've not just heard it, but I've seen it in the comments where people would post um, comments that are unkind, irrelevant. For I'll give you an example. Someone was doing a live stream, um, a very well-known professional on LinkedIn, and somebody thought it appropriate to comment about his weight while he was talking you know and I just thought how rude I mean it's it's not that he was having a conversation about weight loss in which case it's you know he may have commented that way but the conversation had nothing to do with weight loss whatsoever so it was a very inappropriate comment and you could tell from the manner in which this person made the comment was that it was intentionally nasty it was intentionally meant to hurt and to um, disrupt you know um, and then there was another example of a lady who's doing exceptionally uh, well you know but she's also like everyone else she's got an amazing story of how she um used LinkedIn to grow her business exponentially by doing live video. And she's done that on Facebook. She's done that on YouTube, on Twitter. She's got a great podcast going now. But somehow her success, which didn't fall into her lap, she really has worked hard. I mean, she's got an incredible story. And yet people somehow have the freedom to post nasty comments, not just um, to her posts sometimes, although it's not often open, but she gets a large volume of direct messages with hate messages. And you- so uh, the public, um,
1: I know it's frustrating, but the public comments, aren't they the people's real names?
0: They are, they are, they are. And I don't know It baffles me, it baffles me, but it's not just in the public comments, it's also via direct message that she gets these Mm -hmm. hate messages and it's a large volume, it's not a, it's not one that's few and far between, you know, it's not like the odd message, it's it's a large enough volume for her to constantly talk about it, you know, she mentions that she gets these hate messages.
1: Yeah, that's very sad. Um, But, you know, I think that if people start to adopt this way of thinking, if I'm here does one or two hugely successful things, one of which is, you know, counteracting um, that, you know, the the hatred uh, in a group, but the other thing would be just their mere presence and their, their action can influence other people to start doing that on their own. You know, when you see hatred, to start, um, you know, filling that channel with, you know, positive things. Just, you know, go through it, like the positive comments. Um, maybe comment on somebody else's kind words, and, um, you know, add something educational, perhaps if you know about the topic. Um, I think if everybody did that, and of course, you know, there's, there's always going to be hate out there. But if, but all of us who want to see that hatred go away, if we all just adopted that. You know, response, you know, we'd make a huge difference. Um, I see you got question number five, so I'm going to post that also.
0: Yes, so question number five is what personal experience do you have as either the recipient or contributor to hate speech online? So if you're watching us live, have you ever been the recipient of hate speech or have you ever contributed to hate speech um, on a social media platform, any social media platform. Um, I personally um, do not like, you know, I've never liked engaging in hate speech. Um, And I have approached a number of people that I know, for example, who, um, if you've just joined us, welcome. Um, I have approached a number of people that i know for example who have these pseudonym profiles you know not their real name and i've often asked them right. you know why is it and the, the funny thing is that they're not even ashamed to tell me that they do this so that they can speak their mind freely they're, they're not ashamed yeah. and then i explained to them but you know it's in your head you are not really anonymous um you know it there's there's no such thing as anonymity when you're online people can find you and you really need to be careful um yeah of what you say on social media because you never know what the backlash is going to be
1: yeah yeah and i want to um confess Um, I belong to a a Facebook group that talks about a a TV show that I really, really love. It's, it's one of those reality shows, um, it's project runway. Okay. And, um, and we were having a discussion and I found myself, um, being harsh about the designs I didn't like or behaviors I didn't like of the contestants. And at one point, um, there were designers who actually would join the conversation, and then as the show showed them more harshly, um, people in the group would say, "Oh, I can't stand so and so, and he's uh, he's whatever, you know." And and I started to think about how, you know, I was joining in on that conversation as if those people on the show weren't real, like their characters with scripts, and it's easy to fool yourself into thinking that because we hear a lot of things about social or um a reality shows not being real, you know, they're, they're scripted and faked in some ways. So it's easy to think of the um, participants as, you know, being that way as well. And yet um, somebody from the show came and and disappeared after um, her portrayal became negative. And then another person towards the end said, this is the meanest group I've ever seen. You know, and I thought, oh, my gosh, and I've probably contributed to that. Just And I didn't curse them out or, or say anything evil, but, you know, I, I contributed to the negative atmosphere. And anytime I agreed with somebody who said something negative, even if I didn't say it in those words. So um, I think that's a lesson for people to, you know, even if you are not saying the negative things, if you're supporting someone else who did, you look like you're saying the same thing as well. So we do need to take responsibility for what we're doing and saying and for agreeing with what somebody else is doing and saying.
0: I know, right. You know, I, I personally was involved in a situation once where someone um, fairly close to me said something um, nasty, really nasty and personal. And initially I thought, you know, this could be a storm in a teacup. If I said anything, um, mm-hmm. you know it could cause a, a huge social issue within my circle and i gave it some thought and i realized um if i didn't say anything i would be complicit my silence would make me complicit and um and i literally went in and i said you know i i would like to distance myself from this comment um and I am not agreeing with the comment and I do not believe I I believe that this matter needs to be taken offline It's not a conversation that belongs in social media and I also said um, I'm speaking up because I don't want any of you that are parted to this conversation to walk away thinking that um, I agree with what was said And then uh, I left it with a comment saying, um, please note that I will not be engaging in any further conversation on this matter because I don't believe it belongs in social media. But I wanted to make clear what my position was.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, I like that. And that's something all of us can do. We've seen on the news where uh, somebody will be outed as a racist on Facebook. And then they will show the comments that other people made that that person never, you know, countered, um, never warned, saying, you know, I don't want this speech on my page. Um, that's not the kind of person I am. I mean, there was no comment. So all of those people were exposed and the person who allowed it to happen was exposed. Um, you have to think about it. you. You don't know when your comments are going to end up in some other environment. You have no control over that. So um, you should be careful what you say just for that reason. But obviously, um, you don't want to be part of a hate storm. So, um, you know, think of it from that perspective as well. I'm going to post number six because I see that it's up. This question is from your experience, which social issues seem to attract the most hate storms on social media? Um, Um, I would have to say. You can go first.
0: In, in my experience, um, I would say politics is always a hot potato. <laughs> um, <Yeah. laughs> you know, and, and that's irrespective of where in the, where in the world it is, it's, it's always a hot potato. And if you're a, a politician, or if you're going to step into politics, you need to understand that you are going to become a target. Um, yeah. You know, if you've never been targeted before, you will now become a target and it's it's relentless. It's absolutely relentless.
1: Yeah, you have to have nerves of steel. It's, it's hard to fathom what it's like and we hopefully will have somebody as a guest who can talk about that. Um, it's it's a life that I would have a hard time um, leading. I'm sure I would grow um, <laughs> some muscles around it and, and be able to handle it, but just to know that so much hate is out there um, being expressed would, um, I think would just be a shock to me. Um, I think that besides politics, um, and this kind of reflects on the earlier question about what groups of people are targeted and Bridgetti was saying, you know, pretty much all of us are fair game. Um, I think that, um, I've seen attacks about religion. Uh, I've seen attacks on, um, you know, people who are, um, uh, autistic. I mean, it doesn't matter. they there will they will target you. So um, the social issues are things like immigration. Um you can almost guarantee you're gonna see some um, nasty comments and not, uh, I mean, you could have the same opinion and not express them hatefully, but that topic, you will see hateful comments. You will see hateful comments, of course, about politics, like he said um lgbtq issues um, a lot of nasty comments when women are featured in an article um, racist comments when non-white people um are featured in the united states and i'm sure and i know some other countries it's the same way um, if you don't speak english um sometimes a, a post will be in another language and you'll see hate speech about you know why are you writing in spanish or what have you whatever the hot topic is so um, those
0: are what I've seen. Oh absolutely. It's it's varied. You know, I it's it's very I would find it hard to, to profile any particular um, issue. You know, it's it's, it's, it's sometimes I, I look at this and I think, you know, it's like, you know, when you're a kid and you, you were in the car and um, and you're sitting you're sitting at, at the window and you you're looking at your sibling. And you'll start this whole fight you know like ma she was looking at me it's like really (laughs) (laughs) you know and when i look stop looking at your brother you know and uh and so i i look at some of these nasty comments sometimes i think you know it's, it's 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 very similar to that kind of thing and you think like really someone has a different skin tone to yours and that is an issue Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: and that's why so much of this is not worth responding to it really is not worth it
0: oh absolutely I feel,
1: okay. question, yeah, I feel a question i feel a final <laughs> question coming on
0: <laughs> yes it is so the invitation then is to join safer social media in pledging to peacefully counter online hate speech and bullying when you see it. And the question to that is, what peaceful action would you take?
1: And I would love to see your comments. From now through whenever you happen to come across it, feel free to answer what peaceful action you would take and what peaceful action you have taken. I'm taking this pledge. I'm going to make it a habit. When I see nasty comments, I'm going to put a fact in there. And I'm going to give you an example. I um, I was on a, a comment page where uh, people were making nasty remarks about a young man who was dressing unconventionally. Um, I think he had on um, some ruffles and um, his hair was you know, a different color and, and long. and um, and people were saying, you know, you don't know who you are, a man or a woman, or you know those kind of things. And I put a reminder in there. Um, our fa- our founding fathers, if you remember, wore ruffles and buckled shiny shoes with heels. and they wore wigs mm-hmm. that went down to their shoulders. I mean, the only reason you know we we call somebody um, you know a crossdresser today is because that's not in style. That's the only reason um, you know that they look out of place. If they they could wear those same clothes, if that was in fashion and nobody would bat an eye. And fashions change all the time. People don't understand um, you know that <laughs> we these are arbitrary rules that are set up the way that men are supposed to dress and the way that women are supposed to dress. You know, even pink and blue used to be the opposite way back when. And yeah. people are yeah. close-minded to the fact that these things change. So, you know, putting a little education in there can be helpful and help people to open their mind and think.
0: Absolutely. Well, we're out of time as well, so please do leave us a note in the comments. Let us know um, how you plan to make social media a more peaceful an engaging uh, space and make it an inclusive space.
1: Thank you, Bridgette.
0: Thanks for joining us, everyone, and we'll be back again next week with a safer social media show. Until then, it's goodbye for now.